There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi. You will have heard that the trade union representing the majority of Northern Ireland's healthcare workers is due a work-to-rule action next week. Unison, they've announced a, a timescale for phased industrial action, which will run through to, indeed, March of next year. Um, we're uh, also reporting, of course, that uh, in the news, a number of non-emergency operations across Northern Ireland are being suspended as there's a shortage of staff. And we hear that point, uh, that term, breaking point, with regards to the health service. Seanine Graham is the health correspondent with the Irish News. Good morning, Seanine. Good morning. It's hard to know where to start when analysing just where we are in mid-November 2019 with the health service in Northern Ireland. Yes, well, it's a pretty bleak situation, I think, right now. And, you know, we've written ad nauseum, I suppose, over, over the last five years, about winter pressures, cancelled operations, and the impact of um, staff shortages. But we're at a situation now where we have 3,000 nursing jobs lying empty. They simply can't be filled, despite uh, repeated attempts by Health Trust and the Department of Health to uh, try to recruit nurses. There's all sorts of schemes and set up even to uh, uh, recruit nurses from overseas. Um, so this has resulted in um, both, as you mentioned, Unison, which is the uh, trade union that represents uh, two-thirds, I think, of its, of its 43,000 members, around 30,000 30, members come from the health and social care sector. They have started their, due to start industrial action on a, on a phased basis from next Monday. But we also have very significantly the Royal College of Nursing, which is our biggest uh, union representing nurses exclusively. They are about to go uh, start there at the same time um, in phased industrial action beginning uh, the first week of December. And as everyone is aware, it's been, it's been saturation coverage of, of it in the media. They have taken the unprecedented step of uh, announcing a strike, 12-hour strike on December 18, which is the first in uh, the organisation's 103-year history. So it's, it's, it's pretty bleak for staff, but it's also very bleak for, for patients who both unions have admitted, you know, that they, their, their, their members are stretched, um, but they, they say this will impact significantly 
on on patients, but they they feel that they've no other choice. Uh, last night, that snapshot of A and E waiting times on on UTV on UTV Live. It's just one issue after another, one spotlight being put on where the difficulties lie in the health service. I I, I presume there's lots of negotiation ongoing. There are people listening to those who are complaining. There are people who are doing their best at a higher level to facilitate all of us as possible patients or customers of the National Health Service. But we can't seem to get away from the fact that there is a lack of government. And while there's a lack of government locally or nationally, we're going to continue to just stumble from one dilemma to the next. Well, I think it's important to say that the talks with the Department of Health, uh, senior civil servants have been ongoing for over a year, but these have been confined to pay talks. And um, I know we reported last week that um, Pat Cullen, the, the head of the, the RCM, she said, you know, if you can find me a room where we can start talking about the vacancies, um, about the workforce shortages and what we can do to address those, so she said those talks haven't actually started and the the dispute is over the walkout on December 18th, which which Unison may join, which could be really, really uh, difficult for patients um, that day if you have two, two unions joining up in stage and strike. But, um, you know, they, they both say that this, this key issue of staffing hasn't been addressed. Now, pay is obviously a big issue too, but the, both staffing and pay, are they're inextricably linked because if you are paying your staff less than their counterparts in England, Scotland, Wales, then how are you going to retain those staff? And um, they, as I said, they have had repeated recruitment drives and incentives and it just it just hasn't worked. So we find ourselves in this situation whereby the Department of Health, in fairness to them, um, they're saying, you know, we, we just don't have the money. There's so many competing pressures. Um, we have an ageing population with the constant demands for, in terms of budgetary, pressures and they say you know there there is no extra pot of money that can suddenly be found the unions would argue that that, that, that there is money to be found but also I think it's important to clarify you know this just isn't of the civil servants making this has been this has been an issue that's been ongoing for years even under um, the, 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 the assembly and the executive whereby there were cuts for example to nursing places for several years um, in universities um, then that was reversed and we started to play catch up but if you keep cutting training places and university places uh, for nurses then you're going to feel the effects of this it's a very short-sighted thing to do and that, and that happened under various uh, health ministers so this is the situation we were that we're kind of paying for it now but um, it's it's particularly bad for, for patients when we look at our rating this. And one of the headlines this morning three of Northern Ireland's five health health trusts have postponed operations it's a whole mix of reasons they haven't got the staff are they trying to find the staff the trusts will say yes the unions will say no there's they're at loggerheads how is it going to impact on the standard joe or josephine who's waiting to go in for a procedure well, we know each year there are, this happens every single year without fail in Northern Ireland, whereby we have, due to winter pressures, it's all, it's almost a plan set in place that 
um, elective procedures, which do you know, plan procedures, your planned operation, which many people have been waiting for for a very long time, and which, although they may not be, you know, life-threatening issues, but will have life-altering um, consequences for them and the, the stress of waiting, you mean physical pain, but also the mental impact. But that that has been happening on a on an annual basis. But I think the concern has been it's been brought forward a little this year, um, and um, they, uh, you know, the the problem is with recruiting, I think, theatre nurses at the moment. Um, and because we're in a situation where it's simply so hard to recruit and retain, that many nurses as well are also um, turning to agency work um, because it's better paid. So a nurse working in a, an operating theatre in, in one of our major hospitals, a staff nurse who's done the same degree course, is standing beside a colleague who's potentially earning two to three times more than her. So if the nurses are already been, pay, been paid worse than the NHS, um, and you're standing beside someone who is uh, an agency nurse. You can see that morale is affected there as well. We also have high levels of sick leave. So Shani, I just, on, just on that, a lot of people won't understand how someone working for an agency gets so much more money than a standard nurse. Because if, if you've mm. got the middle person, which is the agency, are they not cutting the, mm. the cream off the, the, the top of the payment? I, my, 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 my feeling on it would have been that an agency nurse would have got less than a standard nurse because they're a gun for hire, so to speak. But it, just explain to me the way they pay them. Oh, absolutely. They, um, in some cases, um, they can earn two and a half to three times more. And this isn't just confined to nurses. This is also consultants as well, especially um, A&E consultants. You know, there was a particular problem in one hospital years ago where most of their um, staff were, or the majority of their staff were um, from agencies. Um, no, locum doctors, agency nurses, um, as you say, they, the agencies um, are creaming off profits from the health service. But because we had all these shortages for so many years. This became the last resort on a Friday night. You know, you had you heard these stories. I remember one health official privately told me it was like an auction. They went to the, you know, the, um, they ran around frantically trying to find out which agency could provide nurses or doctors uh, for the best rate. But um, it, 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 they will always, they will always get more. So again, we've all covered them all media. Uh, these these stories about tens of millions, quite literally, being paid to uh, private uh, recruitment firms over the last decade, but especially over the last five years, where essentially nursing sta- nursing agency staff doctors but are propping up the health service because they can't get the staff in to those staff jobs and I suppose you have to ask well if you have a mortgage, you've bills you're being paid less and then suddenly you have this opportunity to earn three times more albeit you won't have holiday pay or security uh, it's very difficult to get a mortgage as well um, you know but you are in the short term go, go, going to go for that job that pays you know three times more an hour than, than, than your staff member starting beside you. So the, when the unions object to the agencies should the employers be listening to the unions and do their very best to come up with terms and conditions for nursing staff that would make it more appealing to be a nurse working for the NHS as opposed to being a nurse coming via an agency where the agency is getting a significant 
cu- uh, top slice of the, the budget and they are passing it on to the member of staff to keep the member of staff on their on their agency books. Would, would it not be better for, for the government, for the trusts, to run it in such a way that we don't need the agencies? Well, I think that's what this dispute centres on. As I mentioned earlier, it's not just pay, it's conditions, but the two are very much linked and... As I said, these talks, they have been going on for quite some time. I think in the public's mind, they felt, well, this is going to be averted um, now and surely they can come up with some sort of compromise or deal. But, you know, we can only quote what the trade unions are saying. We're not privy to these private discussions. And the Department of Health have also come out with their statement where they're saying, you know, we, we don't, there's not enough money in the pot. The, the trade unions and all trade unions are, um, <clears throat> health service trade unions are involved in these talks, um, including the RCN and Unison and others. And, uh, so, uh, we also, sorry, know that the RCM, which is the midwives, they put out a statement last week, so sorry, as an aside, saying that they're considering balloting their members. So the talks have been ongoing. Everyone is well aware of the um, the, the problems um, that have been some time in the making. But if one side is saying, we don't have the funds to fix it, the other side is saying, well, you need to look at it more in its totality of why we're at this, why we have such poor conditions. Also, look at our pay. Um, and they've been in round circles, uh, is what we, we, we've been told. And they're very, initially they said they were quietly optimistic that something could be resolved. But as, as you said, Unison are going out this Monday. They, they have uh, uh, already notified the five health trusts of their intentions. From this Monday, things like uh, portering, domestic cleaning services, sterile supplies, which may sound pretty low-key, but things like that are essential to the running of a hospital. If you don't have a sterile environment, if you don't have a clean hospital, if you don't have the porters to transport bloods, well, that impacts on everything but then that will escalate each week and as i say coming to this december 18 date where you will have 12 hours from 8 a.m to 8 p.m where where service where, where labor will be withdrawn and that is that is very very worrying and if we look at what happened in the republic earlier this year tens of thousands of operations were cancelled uh there was labor withdrawn from any departments at some point there will be services that will be completely off the table we have heard and that includes children's services um obviously urgent services those with severe learning disabilities um but the unions themselves have admitted this, that there will be paying costs. One final question to you, Seanine, just on the agency issue. Would we be at deadlock now? Would we be collapsing as far as the service is concerned if we didn't at this moment in time have the agencies? Well, very much so. Um, you know, the, the the unions will say us, and indeed, you know, we, we've covered it, that um, they are constantly relying on them, particularly at those pressure points in terms of holiday periods. We're going into winter pressures where we know, you know, there'll, there'll always be a spike in um, numbers attending, as you know, as you, as your UTV covered yesterday, they, they visited the different um, A&E units and, um, you know, without the, those agency staff, and it's just not confined to nursing. It's other other staff as well, uh, particularly um, in the medical profession, um, GPs, but say A and E doctors. Um, 
that um, some would say, you know, that, 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 that it just couldn't couldn't function. But remember that the nursing workforce makes up 40% of our entire health workforce. So it, if once they withdraw their labour or they start scaling back on their labour, um, particularly a strike, then things can't things can't function here. So you, you would hope that we have yes, Unison are starting. It's phased on Monday, but there is there, there, there's some time, albeit not that much, to play with. And you would hope that behind closed doors, given the very very serious nature of this situation, the unprecedented nature of the situation, that some, some something could, could be hammered out. It is a worrying state of affairs, but I feel like we've been here before, or maybe we've been here for a long time, and it's just getting steadily worse. Seanine, uh, thank you very much indeed. You can read Seanine Graham in the Irish News. Uh, this is the U105 phone Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.